Howdy, folks. Happy birthday oh. to you. Oh, this yes, this is Encounters on my birthday <laughs> or around my birthday. You looked so confused. I was like, we already did my birthday episode. <laughs> no, this is your birthday Encounters. You picked the theme. Ah, this is very Corinne specific. It's your 30th birthday. Ooh, ooh. And girl, we are celebrating you. Woo! I've been saying I'm 30 since I was 26. So finally, I'm not a liar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is exciting. I feel like you've 30 has been a year you've been so looking forward to. And it's going to be the best year ever because I bought a house, which I get to move into after I turn 30. We're going on tour which is something we kind of dipped our toes into a few times. But what we've done over the six years of having a podcast, we've done shows like six or seven times. And now we're just coming out of the gates. 32 shows. 32 shows. I'm so excited. And we also have a show. Well, one, we have a show on Halloween, but we also get to perform on October 13th, which is a Friday the 13th. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, me too. And I know other people are stoked for it too. And we're going to get to meet some creepy kids at that show and at some of the other shows. But I know on the October 13th show that Layla, a 10-year-old fellow creepy kid, Layla, her sister and her mom are surprising her with tickets to our Friday the 13th show. That is so exciting. I know. Oh my gosh. Did we just ruin a surprise? See you there, Layla. <laughs> if you didn't already See know. See you there, Layla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I really hope that everyone is going to be there. I mean, I know we say see you on the other side, but we want to see you we on the side. We want to see you on the side. Because I'm going to haunt the F out of all of you when oh, I'm gosh. dead. But <laughs> but I want, I want to also haunt you when you're alive. I mean, when I'm alive and you're alive. This year feels just very transformative. And I feel like we, I feel like we're getting kind of the opportunities in our podcast to do some of the things that we want. And that's really exciting. And so, yeah, I'm excited for 30. I think 30 is great. I think 30 will be awesome for both of us. I'm looking forward to, yes. Yeah. Are you already looking forward to 31? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm looking forward to 30. I'm, I just got caught up thinking about how you knew that I would be experiencing a bad week, but you refused to tell me until I was having a bad week. And I told you. (laughs) And then you're like, oh yeah, I knew. uh, (laughs) I knew. Hence why I checked in on you so many times too. I'm like, how's today? (laughs) How are you? feeling? (laughs) It's because I saw... What did you see? Yeah. Well, I mean, you always ask me this, but I can't even repeat it because I'm not the astrologist who I got the info from, but I just kept getting videos sent to me on like Instagram and TikTok that was... And by sent to me, not by people, but by the algorithm. And it was essentially saying that the week of like July 16th, 15th, like that whole period that people who had certain placements in their birth chart would go through a, basically like a very difficult week and it would be very transformative. And this is going to be potentially the most difficult week of the whole year for people who have these signs in their I birth chart. In the face of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was basically from what I got from the, some of the messages that people were describing. It was basically like, there's you're on your journey to be someone you want to be. 
And this week is going to throw a ton of challenges at you. And so depending on on how you react to those challenges, you'll either make it out the other side of the week and this will be like a really big milestone in or your you'll transformation. Die. And you'll basically it's like if you make it to the other end, you'll be a lot more comfortable when confronted with these things again in the future. Okay, it's so ominous the way you're saying if if you make it to the end, what happens if you don't? If you don't, then that's just another period of growth, right? Like it's yeah, it sucked. It's hard. You're probably going to waffle on some things still, but you'll eventually get there. It's just basically like you're kicking either you're, you'll kick the rock down the road and eventually have to get to it again, or you'll get to the other side and things will be a lot clearer for you. I just got lightheaded. I might throw up. <laughs> Uh, that's what so i saw all of this i knew it was in your birth uh, these were signs in your birth chart and i was like i'm not going to say a single word to sabrina because i don't want to plant this into your head and then you have a bad week because i had you anticipate having a bad week mm, so mm-hmm, i didn't say anything mm-hmm. and then you started to have a bad week and i was like oops <laughs> maybe i should have warned you <laughs> the the stars and the planets did it to you exactly and that's part of life and it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Everything's fine. You're fine. We're great. All I will say is if you're having a tough week, I love you. We love you. It's going to be okay. You will make it out to the other side and it's okay to feel your feels. Yeah. And here's what we're doing for all of you. Uh, Because it's my birthday episode, I picked (laughs) creepy, woodsy, hiking, cabin, camping, stories. That was my request. Yeah, you did. And so I think Mm -hmm. Sabrina and I picked things that had to do with basically being outside or being in a secluded area. Creepy stories. Yeah. We're going to tell you some really creepy ghost stories. I'm going to go first. Okay. Because it's your birthday. So sit back, relax in your rocking (sighs) chair. Okay. Rock back and forth like you old witchy lady as you should. (laughs) So creepy. (laughs) La, 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 la. Wait, can I tell you? Yesterday, so I'm in New Jersey right now. And yesterday we were walking around Brian's neighborhood and Brian's mom, Heather, was like, I've never seen the people who live in this one house, but we were admiring this house because it had the most beautiful landscaping. And we're like, wow, it's just so well taken care of. And she's like, yeah, I never see these people. And I look as we're passing, I like look back and in the side window, I can see like an older person in their rocking chair, but they're rocking aggressively. They're like whipping themselves back and forth. I was like, oh, I see someone in there. I see someone. It's a little creepy or they're just having a blast. I don't know. Just having a good good, good old time. Just, yeah. Maybe they aggressive lost rocking. The, the chair is just taken over. <laughs> Um, I love that so much. Okay. I have a story from Kara. Okay. It is called Cruz Ghost Farm, an in-home cemetery. Good morning to my favorite ghostesses. My name is, and I'm just using the last name because it's part of the story. Okay. My name is Kara Cruz, and I currently reside in Southeast Iowa, but I was born and raised in Northeast Iowa. I grew up on a century farm that was handed down through generations on my dad's side. So cool. The house was originally built as a log cabin on the property, and in 1912, an addition was added that is now the main house. The cabin is more like a den now. Over the years, four people have died on the property. My great 
great grandmother passed away in her sleep due to old age in a bedroom upstairs. My great great grandfather was killed in a horse and buggy crash on our farm around 1920. Oh, that's devastating. He was coming down our very long driveway and his horses became spooked and took off unexpectedly. Unfortunately, he was not able to keep control of the horses and was thrown from the buggy, breaking his neck. In the 1940s, two deaths occurred on the property. Our family used to have a hired man who lived in the upstairs of the cabin. His wife, Alberta, was pregnant, and one day she accidentally fell down the stairs to the main floor of the cabin. She hemorrhaged and passed away from complications. Oh my gosh. In 1945, my dad's two-year-old sister became sick with pneumonia and passed away in her crib, which was the same room as my childhood bedroom. They had a wake in our home before she was buried. Over the years since these events happened, my immediate family members and some friends have heard and seen very weird things on our farm, both inside and outside the house. Sadly, I have not experienced anything fun, but my mother has lots of stories she told me before she passed away. Buckle up because this is going to be a long one. <laughs> I do like, though, that the, there we have the context of the deaths on the property and that yes. Kara also has them. Right. And I feel like, yeah, if you have a, a farmhouse that's been passed down for generations, chances are you do have a lot of re- relatives who've passed on the property, but I think I probably would have assumed everybody was from old age or like an illness. And there are some really tragic sudden deaths here. I know. In the 1980s, my mother had an experience while trying to sleep at night in the upstairs of our home. She said that she woke up in the middle of the night and heard loud footsteps slowly coming up and down the hallway. They would walk to one end of the hall, stop and turn back around and walk back. This happened several nights in a row. And it was actually causing her to have trouble sleeping. And when my brother asked her why she was so tired one day, she told him. At that time, she found out my brother had also been hearing the footsteps and it had also been keeping him awake. After they discussed it, it never happened again. (laughs) Someone just wanted recognition. Yeah, right? My mother and brother both had experiences where they would hear someone call their name in the house when nobody was around. Strange lights would appear in the woods outside of our home almost as if someone were hunting with a flashlight. That is so creepy. Ugh, that's illegal. They contacted all the people who would normally hunt in their woods, but none of them had been on the farm at the times the lights appeared. When my brother was in high school, he was outside about 200 yards from our house, unloading corn into our grain bin. He was the only one home at the time, and he suddenly got a strange feeling that he needed to look back at the house. When he turned to look... Every single light in the house was turned on, including the basement and attic lights. He had left the porch light on outside when he left and nothing else. It's like the house turned like became alive. I know. My mother also had an experience that was more UFO in nature than supernatural. We have a wood burning stove to heat our house that is located outside by our barn. My mother would always go out three times a day. One of those times being around 10 p.m. to throw wood in. In February of 2004, she went to put wood out. She went out to put wood in like any normal night. And when she finished, she was coming up the hill from the barn to come back inside. As she was walking, she got this feeling that she needed to look to her right. When she looked over, she was frozen with fear of what she saw. Standing in our lower driveway was a tall, skinny, humanoid figure. It resembled what we would consider a gray alien. 
she got the feeling that the humanoid wanted her to look at it. She bolted to our house, locked all the doors, and just sat on the floor crying. It took her three years to tell anyone about this experience. Oh, she was traumatized because she thought no one would believe her. I've attached a link below to the story about it that she personally posted on a UFO sighting page. Oh my gosh. You're probably wondering about the subject of my email regarding the in-home cemetery mention. When my mother passed away in 2016, we cremated her. And since there was a family dispute about what cemetery to bury her in, we just brought her home. She now resides on a cupboard in the cabin. And I've always used dumb jokes as a coping mechanism for her death. Hmm, mom's looking a little ashy, etc. <laughs> and in doing so, I stylized our farm as the Cruz Ghost Farm and in-home cemetery. Just trying to be clever. Thank you for putting on such an interesting podcast. I enjoy my time during my workday listening to the stories and facts you both provide and the meows from Leia. Stay spoopy. And this was sent October 1st, I guess. And happy October 1st, Kara Cruz. Wow, Kara. Okay, wait. The last couple sentences you said, it just started pouring outside. It was like the in-home really? cemetery. And then it went, poof, it started pouring. Yeah. <gasps> I love random summer storms. I know. Okay. Yeah. This place is freaking haunted. I am so curious about that creature because yes, it does sound very alien-like and sort of like a gray, but it also sounds a bit schminschmockery, a little flesh pedestrian action. So it is like the middle of the woods. It's like farmland. And they did, and Kara did say that they would see like the someone almost hunting with a flashlight. Like what if it's not? What if it's aliens in the woods at night? Yeah. Or it's just, um, but also on the flip side, it's like, what are things that draw people out of their house? That's kind of the thing that windy boys and flesh pedestrians tend to do. And so if walking around with a flashlight looking thing might summon someone to walk outside, that would make sense, especially if they're so secluded. But at the same time, I'm definitely not ruling out aliens because we don't know how they explore and traverse through a a particular area yeah i mean i guess i don't want it to be the first thing you said because i mean both are pretty scary i guess but with aliens it feels like if it's aliens they're probably just patrolling the woods and maybe they have like a secret lair there and it's less like come out here we want to lure you into the woods and take you what if it's a bigfoot with mange ha I don't think there was any like, oh, just because it was like skinny and had no fur. Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> anything It's my Karen. birthday episode. This is your, <laughs> I, it's, I was going to say, it's your birthday episode. You, you can theorize whatever you want and we will agree with it. It was a big fight with Mange. So. Okay, great. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Salt. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Um, I mean. What an amazing place to live at just in the first place, like regardless of any paranormal activity, just to have one of these century old farmhouses. I have a a friend from grad school that has one too, that was like a great, great grandparent or something. And they own, it's like one of the few remaining privately owned farms over a hundred years old, still in Massachusetts. And they're determined to keep it in their family and not let it go, despite some of the hardships of the farms face. Yeah. So I hope that, I hope that 
our listener and her family experience the same same thing that they get to forever have this farm. They say support, you know, lo- like independently owned bookstores, support small farms too. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I was actually looking up all of the food shares and things like that in the farms around where Brian and I bought a house. And there are so many because there are so many that bring, there's so many farms, I think just in Massachusetts in general. Uh, and then there's just so many different like community-based programs that ship different foods from different farms into these like pickup locations. Yeah. You can get like farmer's boxes. Yeah. That's what we're going to do for our vegetables and meat. Fun. I'm My goal is to basically never go to a grocery store so long as I can help it. Okay. This is called Experience in Cabins in Mazamitla, Mexico. Hi, girls. I just started listening to your podcast and I'm addicted. I'm going to start with a warning. I am no writer. I will do my best to explain my experience, though. So a couple of years ago, my family and I decided to take a trip to Mexico and first stop was at Mazamitla. It's a forest in Mexico. We reserved a cabin and we were just going to spend one day and one night. So upon our arrival, we go to the main lobby and we checked in and this is where things got interesting. In order to get into the cabins, they had to drive you up to your cabin. This was the only way in and out unless, of course, you had your own car, which we did not have. So we arrive and we're waiting for the driver to take us to our cabin. He arrives and we get up and we're all walking out our back to the lobby attendant. And she looks at the driver and tells him to take us to the cabin. He asks really surprised again, which cabin we're headed to. I can't remember the number anymore, but the lobby attendant annoyed confirms. We didn't really think much of it. I personally just thought that the cabin that we were going to stay at had not been cleaned or had just been checked out of by the last reservation, so we didn't pay it much mind. So we arrive to the cabin, and the driver rushes to walk us to the cabin. He checks that the fridge and the microwave are working, walks us up to the stairs. Yes, the cabin was two stories. As I was upstairs, I asked the driver, this place is not haunted, right? I don't know why I asked that, but it just came out. Yeah, what? No response. When we all walk down, he tells us, if anything happens or you need anything, please call the main lobby. He says this like three times and we all agree. There was a chimney and we asked for matches to light it, but we never got them. He left. He never came back. It is also like, can I just point the, this is torrential downpour. Can you see this? Wow. Oh my gosh. I feel like moments ago it was like sunny and fine. It was. Wow. Uh, I bet I bet it smells so nice. I bet it I bet it would if I opened up my window, but we won't because that's gonna be noisy. But that would be really great background noise, actually. Do it. Okay. Oh. I love the sound. ASMR rain. It's so nice. This is actually amazing. I hope it continues this whole time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the driver never came back. We had dinner and everything seemed fine. At around, I want to say 10-ish, we were sitting in the living room, enjoying each other's company, talking about our relatives. We not once talk about anything scary. And I start seeing something from the corner of my eye, but I think it's just me being tired. I made a comment to my family about it. I said, I keep seeing something or someone move, but... I just catch it by the corner of my eyes. And by this time, I notice my cousin is looking up and she also sees something. I can see her trying to figure it out. 
So we are both seeing something, but we both just think maybe it's us. Finally, I see my cousin look up and her face turns all white. And as this is happening, she's shaking her head like motioning yes. I tell her, I know you're seeing something upstairs, but you cannot tell me because I am so scared. (laughs) (laughs) Fully being like, like, do not confirm. Keep your fear to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Control your face. (laughs) And keep in mind the time. And we cannot leave unless we get a driver that late. While my cousin and I are experiencing this, my grandma is sleeping in the next room and lets out this loud cry and starts saying, no, no, God, please help. So we rushed to my grandma. My mom had just been in her room checking up on her and left the door half open. But when we run to see my grandma, the door is closed and locked. My mom was so confused because she had just been in there. My mom exclaims in Spanish, oh God, please help us. And then she attempts to open the door. The door opens. We wake up my grandma and then we go back to the living room. And this is when we begin to talk about what we are seeing. So my cousin kept seeing someone walk back and forth and kind of half showing themselves and looking in our direction. Every time she would look up, this entity would half hide. So that's why she would keep looking up. And that's why I noticed her looking up. She was trying to figure out what or who was up there. When she finally saw it, it was when her complexion changed and she shook her head. She explains it was like it was watching us, waiting for us to walk in the room. My mom, my cousin, and my aunt decide to go up, close the door to the room, and my mom said that she was going to walk in and close the door. Something pushed her, and we all saw my mom being pushed. We decided that night we were all going to sleep in one room under the room where my cousin had seen this entity, and it was a very rainy day. Just like today. The next morning, we asked my grandma and my two other aunts that had already been asleep in the same room how they could have slept through everything even through my grandma's loud nightmare. And my aunt said, sleep? Whoever slept upstairs didn't let any of us sleep. They were stomping all night back and forth. Ah! No one slept in that room. We hadn't even told them about what we'd experienced the night before. So we were all ready to just get out. It was early the next morning and I started to doubt everything that we had experienced. I was beginning to try to find an excuse for everything. Maybe it was nothing. Maybe it was just our minds playing tricks on us. So we were all out of the cabin. The driver was waiting for us. We lock the cabin and as we are leaving, mind you, no one is in the cabin. We hear the doors slamming inside three times. We all look at each other and we say, did you guys hear that? Yep. Everyone heard it. It felt like it wanted us to know that it was real and that this was definitely confirmation. I have vowed to never stay in a cabin in the woods. It scared the shit out of me. Hopefully this made sense. Thank you both for making work more enjoyable. Love, Maggie. Maggie, what the heck? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like there's nothing worse than going from a story where we have total understanding of like who died on the land and, you know, some context to a story where there's literally no context. It's bad vibes. You have no idea what this is, who this is, what it wants, but it is scary. Yeah. And the driver, like the, the fact that the driver's like, yeah. here's the microwave, here's the cabin. Bye. Like, Bye. Let us know if you need anything. And they're like, oh, we actually do need something. And he's like, good luck. I'm not bringing it. <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. Like the only thing I can think of 
in a somewhat positive way is that the spirit just like has a really bad temper, but doesn't mean anything negative, but it's just so like, who are these people in my home and kind of throwing a temper tantrum of some Mm. sort. Mm -hmm. And it must be like really confusing for spirits, especially in places like this, where maybe it used to be their home. And now there are people coming and going constantly and all up in your space and no one's staying. So you don't even get to have like time to actually get to know them or become comfortable with them and form a rapport of any kind that I imagine it's frustrating. That's a very kind and understanding thought. But my assumption was that these cabins were built here and perhaps someone who was vacationing played some sort of Ouija board or did something and it didn't really close it out. And so this entity was lurking here because by all accounts, this is a horrifying entity. It's not just a glimpse of someone. Like this is grandma screaming for her life as the door is locked. This is something peering out and kind of like taunting a cousin. This is slamming doors three times, running back and forth upstairs. This isn't just like things moving and a spirit getting upset that the the chair they love is in a different spot in the living room. This feels darker. It does. And the way that it was like watching them and the way it pushed her mom, like that's the that's the big thing that's like, yeah, that's that's not good. Okay. I have a story we're gonna call them dragon. It is called God Demons Summer Camp Medium and Sleep Paralysis. <laughs> Did I miss anything? <laughs> This kind of seems like, yeah, this is the catch-all. This seems like it's perfect for both of us. Oh, yeah. Dear Ghostesses, I've been listening to you two for quite a while now. You're my go-to podcast when I've got to drive anywhere further than 20 minutes. You're hilarious, and I often arrive at my destination with zero recollection of the drive. No accidents yet. Thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) We just put Dragon in a trance. Anyway. Dangerous. I think I used to be fairly open or sensitive to the spiritual things, but since I have decided I don't like it, I've closed myself off. Since doing so, I have not had any further experiences, but I'll tell you all the ones I have had in one go. Here we go. Growing up, I was maybe a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. I loved doing flips, jumping off of high objects, and doing skateboard and snowboard tricks possibly a little bit beyond my skill set which resulted in me fucking up all of my joints long before I turned 60. Well, more like long before I turned 17. This is important. For some further backstory to establish the extent of my early injuries, after high school and joining the workforce, my ankle would frequently buckle and collapse. I went to the doctor who basically told me, tough luck, you need surgery or you're just going to deal with it forever. After working retail for a while, the opportunity came up for me to work on the media team of a summer Bible camp. So I went. And now things start. Okay. When I got to the camp, they did a few sociable activities. Some games giving each other camp names. Let's say mine was Dragon. Because I had a Red Dragon skateboard shirt on. We did some prayer sessions and particularly a fireside hype sermon by one of the leaders who I'll call fire. As one would expect, I performed miserably during the games because my ankle kept collapsing. So during the prayer sessions we had, I quite selfishly prayed insistently for my ankle to heal. To cut the long story a little shorter, 
About a week or two later, I realized, huh, my ankle doesn't hurt anymore. And I was blown away. The first big event was during the hype sermon, all about teamwork and making sure the kids had a great time, yada, yada, yada. Part of the sermon involved a, hmm, cleansing exercise? Anyway, everyone was supposed to write something they wanted to confess or offer up to God to take from them. So, embarrassing moment because it's important. I wrote down that I was addicted to porn. The next part of the experience was to throw this piece of paper in the fire. So, I went up. I looked at the fire where several others had already thrown their papers. I saw that none of the other papers had any sign that they were burning. Like they were just sitting in the fire, not burning. I shrugged my shoulders, tossed my paper on top of the pile, and I waited. Nothing. I didn't want to be weird, so eventually I just went back to my seat. Other people went up and they paused as well because this was not normal. Yeah, I'd be like, is this coded with something? Like, what is happening? When everyone was done, Fire, who was the leader, got back up and continued with with the sermon. He read a verse from the Bible. Psalm 46, 9, which goes, He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. On the word fire, whoosh, all of the papers burned in a huge fireball. Oh my gosh, I have chills. Ew, I hate this. It felt like God was listening and doing a little, yeah, I'm here and I'm paying attention. Everyone was talking about it for the rest of the night. This is spooky. Yeah, we dragon is like, oh, it's God. And I'm immediately thinking that this leader, this like religious person is dabbling in something dark and it's probably. Yeah. I mean, God is very powerful. So it could be, it very much is a spiritual power, whatever of some you kind. believe in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do like this idea though, that it being God collecting all of the like submissions from these people before collecting like you know like almost like a pile being put on a desk and then he accepts it all yeah Mm -hmm. he she it whatever god is fast forward to near the end of the summer suffice to say my piece of paper did not do the trick at that time so i and another media team member finished up some work in the media lab and headed toward our cabin but as we approached the door we both felt like we could not enter We were both instinctively terrified of what was inside that room. Again, we were around 18 at this point, so not really scaredy cats. So we went to go find Fire. We felt like he would be able to help. We found him, told him the deal, and he was busy, so we went back to the cabin to wait for him. When he got there, he immediately said, Are there any immortal habits that you are engaging in that may open you up to negative energies? As you can guess, I had an answer, and so did my teammate, different to mine. Fire steps towards the door and opens the cabin, and there's nothing. We thank Fire, embarrassed, and we go to our cabin. As I'm falling asleep, however, I notice something. Every time I close my eyes, I see this creature. Its shape is like smoke or water or clay. Not easy to make out visually, but it was blacker than black. All I saw clearly was its grin. Huge, like the Cheshire cat, sharp white teeth and red eyes. Its arms, I couldn't see, but I could feel them somehow. I knew they were wrapped around me 
and digging into my back. Ew. After a few attempts opening and closing my eyes, I gave up. I got up and prayed my ass off to be released from this thing. And after a few minutes, I crawled back into bed and nothing. It was gone. This was the moment I decided, nope, I don't want to be open to this stuff anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so the next couple things are a little bit more tame. Oh my I gosh, going, dragon. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like, uh, oh, just, yeah, whatever happened here, this was scary, e- extreme. Yeah. I ended up going to Bible college to explore my own faith. I wasn't sure what I actually believed myself versus what I was raised to believe. So one day I was leaving the college on my way to meet my girlfriend and naturally I was ripping it out of the parking lot towards the end of the parking lot and there was a school bus. At the last minute, my brain somehow clicked back into gear and I realized I'm in a parking lot. So I slammed on the brakes. Just as I came to a stop, a little girl came running around the front of the bus. Instant cold sweats. I swear I must have received a supernatural slap to the face by this girl's guardian angel. I would have hit her had I not stopped. Oh my gosh. I just got chills all over my body. I know. Or your own guardian, you know, your own. Yeah. Someone looking out. Jump forward a bunch of years. I finished my time at Bible college. I finished another post-secondary and got a job at an office. The first year that I was there, they decided to hire a medium for their Halloween party. The medium came in and did some readings. Did very well with everyone else, but like I said, at this point, I had closed myself off, so she couldn't read me for shit. However, since it wasn't like I didn't believe, she could tap into the other side. And knowing that I, in the past, was somewhat sensitive, I decided, I wonder if I can fuck with her. Dragon! So she was going around the circle doing her readings, and I just put my energy out there, imagining something like a wall between her and her subject. Almost right away, she started getting things wrong about her subject. And then she turned and looked straight at me and said, stop doing that. Oh, oh my God. So I stopped. I didn't want her to put a curse on me or anything. Last and least, a few years later, I had a sleep paralysis experience. I'm not sure if it was paranormal, but it was unique for me. I was laying in bed. I think my girlfriend at the time was watching TV. And I all of a sudden felt like I was laying on Play-Doh or something. Things kept folding in on me and I couldn't get out of the bed. I felt like I kept sinking deeper and deeper until eventually, like 30 minutes or so, I just plopped back on the bed, flat and sturdy. I don't even know what happened, but I got up and went to the living room and my girlfriend was there watching her show. So I joined her and that was that. Hope you enjoyed. I look forward to hearing this on the podcast. Cheers, dragon. I mean, I feel like this started out I feel like we just went from zero to a hundred, you know, this whole thing. It was just like, oh yeah, I, I used to work in retail and I I had this injury. And then all of a sudden I'm like encountering these entities, these like religious entities and demons and have psychic abilities to mess with other mediums. I just feel like, yeah, dragon is an adrenaline junkie. And that goes for maybe the physical and also the spiritual. Totally. I, I'm i almost like, it's curious because I what wonder What is that chime if, that keeps happening in the background by you? I think there's like an alarm going off somewhere. Oh. It's like almost like the, like a school alarm. Like fire oh, okay. Um, what are you looking for? That was really, really weird. What? What? Sabrina, <laughs> what's happening? 
So it felt as if like Leia was sitting on the back of the couch and got up and like stomped around, but she's on the floor. Maybe you have a ghost cat. Let's hope. But that's also all that yesterday that I was cooking and all of a sudden every door in this place slammed shut. How did you not lead with this at the top of the episode? Well, because so it ended up being my vacuum was leaning up against the door here and it fell. And so it shut this door. And because it's like a old building, I think it caused like a big vibration and the other door shut as well. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so startling though. I was like, is there an intruder? What do I, know, I do? This is a new space. You got to suss out all the ghosts in there. So far, so good. Remember, we used the app and didn't get it anything. It was quiet. It was peep. Not a it peep. It was quiet. Crickets. Dang. Crickets. Yeah. You were anyway. you were in the middle of a thought before. You were like, it's interesting how. Oh, it's it's all gone. It's gone. Okay. A lot, a lot just happened that now I have no capacity. Oh, okay. I think I, think I know. Um, I was saying how it's interesting how Open Dragon was to the supernatural and the paranormal and that it was so present at a like at a summer camp that was very religious based and makes me wonder if their openness to their religion kind of made them more open oh yeah like expedited this, this practice seems very spiritual in the sense that fire was able to perform this ritual that prevented things from burning until the end of his speech or his, you know, reading of the the psalm. It makes me wonder if this is something that is some sort of spiritual ability of fire. And that's why he has the name fire, right? Like we're thinking of it as this, this intervention from a higher up spiritual being, but what if it's just some ability unlocked within fire themselves? Maybe. I also just think that, you know, it's very possible that Dragon's just a very open person. I mean, the fact that Dragon, this is really cool to me. The fact that mediums can like acknowledge each other in the medium, like in the astral space or wherever they're operating, whatever level, the fact that the medium knew Dragon was putting the wall up, that Dragon was preventing her from doing her readings. Stop and was like, doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it's not just like, oh, I'm getting some sort of interference or I don't know what's going on, but can actually, it's almost like there's an arrow being like, the energy's all being directed from that person, that direction. There's a train going by. Do you hear this? No. The crows are out. The train is going by. The uh, sky has has cleared just slightly. And we're going to read a story called, In Retrospect, That Cabin Was Haunted Haunted. <laughs> Hi, Sometimes it's better to acknowledge it in retrospect. Yeah, totally. My name is Zach, and I'd like to start off, as everyone does, by saying how much I love the podcast. I'm not generally into podcasts, but you ladies really give me the spooks and the giggles. So I worked at a Boy Scout camp for five years when I was a teen, and the cabin that I lived in and worked in was super haunted. I've been meaning to write in for a while now, but when I started reflecting on this last night, I got super spooked and I decided it was finally time. So strap in. 
Here comes a list of things that proved to me that I spent the best summers of my life in a haunted cabin in the woods. So for background, the part of the camp that the cabin was on was once the land of some sheep farmers way back in the day, and their family graveyard was located about a quarter mile away tucked into the woods. Secondly, the cabin was the oldest in use building on the reservation. It was once at a different camp, but was disassembled, then moved, and then reassembled where it stands now. So that portion of the camp always felt a little off when you walked around it at night. Let's start off with some more benign hauntings. There was a pretty strong history of sleepwalking in the cabin. Generally nonsense and silly things. One guy sat up in the middle of the night and shouted, Hamlet! And then laid back down as if nothing happened. But one night, my friend had a bit of an argument with himself. In a quiet, almost pleading voice, I heard him say, I'm sorry. And then in a deeper, more gravelly voice, replied to himself, sorry's not good enough. Both voices sounded like him, but different inflections to his voice. So I brushed it off. Similarly, one friend who had the bunk below me stood up in the middle of the night, walked out of the back door and was gone for about a half hour before coming back and returning to bed. When I asked him about it the next day, his eyes widened and he said he had no idea what I was talking about. Oh my gosh. It would be one thing if it's just one person, but it's like multiple. Everybody who sleeps in the cabin has something happen. Yeah. One night I was out brushing my teeth. The only running water in the cabin was from a spigot outside. So I was doing my thing, as one does, when I turn around and I look at the building and I watched a huge humanoid shadow run across the side of our cabin. Nope. The cabin was near the road, but there were no cars driving by and nobody was outside with me. So needless to say, I spat out my toothpaste and I booked it back inside. But here's my favorite story. Though it happened to my friend, so forgive me for the secondhand retelling. The first week of setup is for the 18 and up staff members who are the ones who ran the areas and did the brunt of the organizational work. So this week was their time to prepare for the rest of us to come and help them set up. We would learn how to run the camp and all of that other stuff. While he and another friend were setting things up in the cabin and having a bit of downtime, a storm rolled over the camp. They were in a semi-finished basement of the camp when they got a call to make sure that they would stay indoors for the time being because of the storm. As they're doing things, they distinctly hear the door upstairs open and close, and then they hear heavy footsteps. The climbing wall was nearby, so they thought perhaps there were a couple people who would come over from there to get out of the storm. So they called through the grate of the floor that we often use to talk between the levels of the cabin, and there was no response. So then they called up again. Still nothing. So they ran upstairs to see what was going on, and nobody was upstairs. I don't think they stayed in that cabin for the rest of the week until the rest of us came. Strength in numbers, I guess? Oh my gosh. Anyway, this was a little longer than I expected, but I hope you enjoyed my recounting of the spooky cabin that I still sometimes remember so fondly. And to end on a happier note, here's an unrelated happy story that is really, really short. Basically, I used to see shadows walking up and down my driveway of my house, I would always think that someone's I would always think that someone was coming to visit, but nobody would show up. One day I finally brought it up to my mom and she said, Oh, I see that all the time too. It's just Mrs. Silva. She used to own the house and she just wants to check in and make sure we're okay. So just say hi, she's harmless. So I guess our house has a little old Portuguese lady protector, Zach. 
Okay, I want to know where this camp is and is it still in operation? And how many people are just experiencing hauntings here and like weird sleepwalking or weird nightmares and dreams and sounds and seeing creepy shadows? Can you imagine all the parents that send their children off to the summer camp thinking their kids are going to have like the time of their life, but instead unknowing to them, their kids are probably battling sleepwalking sleep paralysis, shadow figures, demonic entities, possessions. <laughs> like they're they're trying to live in this in these woods. Well, they're growing up and thrown into the elements. <laughs> they really um, are. I do I do bet it's so much fun though and I Oh my I gosh, imagine, yeah. Like I don't know, there is something fun about getting scared at summer camp. I wish that there was a haunted summer camp that basically guaranteed that you'd have experiences maybe like 10 to 15 percent of the time so that you could sleep and you could enjoy your time but still would kind of constantly have something to talk about and something to experience around the campfire okay so this is what the we should start it two girls one ghost summer camp tm and we find a place that's super haunted but only one or two of the cabins are haunted And those are the ones that people can like use Ouija boards and do seances and like we can monitor it to make sure they're, you know, done properly and there's nothing negative or evil or, you know, poorly intended intents towards the spirits. And then you can rotate so that you're not only staying in the haunted cabin, that you can go stay in a non-haunted cabin for the next night. That makes sense because I feel like, yeah, because... If I experienced something spooky, I would probably still be on edge the entire rest of the time I stayed at a campsite unless I knew that my specific cabin that I was now sleeping in was not haunted. Yeah, well, like, you know, we'll do some protection spells, have some salt circles, um, lots of crystals, black obsidian and protections around the non-haunted cabin. Totally. That's a good idea. I'm into it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Do you remember? I think it was two episodes ago. I said, we need to get Get a scroll to write our ideas down. Oh my God, you bought one. You will get one in your birthday present. um, (laughs) Okay, this is incredible. Box, once I ship it. I also found something really cool for you. I'm like so excited about the stuff I got you. Okay. I'm excited about what I got you too. I feel like it's, this is a great birthday year for us. Yeah. I mean, it's 30. It's a big one. Okay. Yeah. Come on, baby. I have to find a way to like, okay. (laughs) I do decree. It it has the burnt edges too. So it looks so old. Uh Uh-huh. So we have to hang it up and then slowly start to write our ideas on it. (laughs) Man, it's hard to like roll it up like very yeah. um okay. We have to be anyway. that makes it that makes us I feel like we have to be extra serious about the ideas that we write in it. So when we have a business idea, we have to it has to really be less of a joke and more of a real business idea because it's gonna be I don't think burden any us. of our business ideas <laughs> have been a joke, Corinne. Okay. So all right. So they'll make it maybe into your scroll or mine. Everything will be written down.
Okay, because it's your birthday, I figured we could do a little bit longer of an episode and I have one extra story to end us on. Okay, lovely. It's a little bit shorter. That's why I was like, oh, we can just, why not read one more? This is from, I'm not going to read the subject line because it gives away a little bit, but this is from our listener, Caroline. Hi, I'm currently writing this while writing a paper for class at midnight because I love procrastinating. Me too, Caroline. Me too. This was sent also back in 2019. I think there were a couple, a couple of the stories I read in this episode were back in 2019. I worked at a summer camp deep in the South, which was right in the heart of some huge civil war battles. The entire trip to the camp had historical markers all around showing where battles had taken place and what happened there. As summer camps do, there were plenty of stories that would circulate the camp every summer of ghosts in certain cabins and all paranormal sightings throughout the property. I didn't really get too freaked out about it until I was a counselor and the stories would become more realistic and come from other counselors instead of campers. Ooh. One time, my older sister, who was also a counselor, had two kids in one day come up to her and say separately that they saw a man in the woods on the way to the ropes course wearing a gray uniform and he looked really dirty. So we assumed it was a Confederate soldier spirit. Oh, it would be easy to say that the kids were just fooling around, but these two kids were very different in age and were not friends. What is happening? What is happening? The alarm keeps going off. What just fell? I don't know. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. But like, what's up? It would be easy to say it was just kids fooling around, but these two kids were different ages and weren't friends. So it was weird that they both had an experience. And when my sister shared the story with other counselors, many said that they also had campers say similar things in previous summers. My personal story spooked me for the rest of the summer and inspired me to take two Benadryls every night to fall asleep and to stay asleep. Growing up, there had always been stories of a little girl in the white dress that haunted one of the cabins, which I never let myself worry about too much because at that time, the cabin that was supposedly haunted was on the boys' side of camp. But my second summer of being a counselor, we were told that the boys and girls side of camp would be switching. (laughs) So I immediately started to panic. Naturally, I was placed in the haunted cabin and I tried not to think about it, which I thought I was doing well at. But the first week of the summer on the second or third night, I fell asleep with no issue. But then I woke up at 3.11 and I saw a young girl in a white dress standing in the middle of my cabin, glancing around, not doing anything, just standing there looking around. Oh my gosh. Wow. What? I Sorry. I thought you said dancing around, not standing around. Oh, I was glancing, like, wow. Glancing, glancing around. What a, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what a happy little ghost girl. But even so, I mean, that makes me feel bad. Like she's confused. Like she's just looking around, but I am happy that now she's surrounded by women. That's true. That is better than a bunch of dudes. A bunch of bros. I scanned the cabin to make sure all of my campers were in their bed and realized they were all sound asleep in their own beds. I quickly closed my eyes and turned over in my bed with my heart pounding and mind racing. I counted to three and forced myself to turn back over to see if she was still there. She wasn't, much to my relief. But still, I was terrified and didn't sleep until the sun came up that morning. First thing in the morning, I went to the camp director and explained what happened, and we decided that I couldn't tell any of the other counselors what would happen because we didn't want them to be scared if they were placed in that cabin. So I had to stay in that cabin for the rest of the week, but thankfully moved to the newly built cabins for the rest of the summer. 
I still question all the time if that actually happened or if I made it up, but I firmly believe it did happen. I'd also like to mention that there's an elaborate grave in the middle of the campgrounds where the original owners of the land were buried. It was a mom, a dad, a daughter, and a son buried, which we all think that's where the little girl is buried. Oh. If campers ask, it, we say, it's not a grave. It's just a memorial. <laughs> oh. I want to know where this camp is. This seems like the perfect place for yeah. us to do our, our new business idea. I know. Man. Yeah. I'm so curious if, if this is the thought of where the little girl came from. I'm concerned about what happened to her grave and where her grave is what it could have looked like. I want them to do one of those like LIDAR scans of the ground and see how many boxes and open spaces are down there. Speaking of open spaces, sorry, this is not anything to do with the story, but did you see the video of the woman who works or volunteers on a cemetery property and she was walking through the property and noticed that there was a gopher in the cemetery and the gopher had gone down and dug underneath a grave and there was a pile of human bones on the top <gasps> of the ground by the hole because it was like digging out all of the stuff in its new home that it didn't want taking up space gopher <laughs> i know <laughs> so maybe that's what, what happened heck? to this little girl i also started experiencing ringing in my ears and now i need to all right, I'm going to pull up this app. I need to know what's going on. What is happening today? Jeez. Okay, I know that sometimes this can sound bad through the microphone, so we'll see. Yeah, okay. Is there someone here with me? Is there someone here with me? Am I imagining all the things that I'm experiencing? Am I invisible? Just sounds like parcel tongue. Yeah, it just seems random. You need to go get the crows and ask them what they see. Speaking of being, yes, I need to. I love the crows. They're so, they're so cute. The crooked foot one is my favorite. Anyway, speaking of being invisible, I almost got ran over yesterday. <laughs> Why? How? Do you think it's just an LA problem? It might be. Yeah. But I was walking to the gym and a car was pulling out of a parking garage. And like I was in the middle of the I was already in the middle as it was pulling out of the parking garage. And it just like kept going. And I'm not kidding when I'm saying it. I was literally like th like this far away from being hit. Do you think they couldn't see you over their hood? Because I've had some kind of scary moments where I'm not driving very quick, but I'm going up through a parking garage and it's really hard to see over she was go it's going down. Oh, she was going down. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, yikes. Well, thank God you And I was hit. on the phone with my dad and his, and Nona, his wife. And I was just like, okay. And then I just like, didn't even say anything and kept going. I was like, they didn't even know you just I almost died. died. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll never know. Yeah. They almost just anyway. heard your death. Oh my God. So scary. I would have haunted the shit out of you, Corinne. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a really horrible, a really horrible moment 
uh, last week when it was pouring rain in Boston and Brian was call- like talking to me on the phone and he had to pull on the side. Did I already tell you this? He had to p- pull on the side and take a break for 20 minutes because it was so bad he couldn't see and there was so much flooding. And then he called me back when he was about to get on the road again. And he was like, okay, I'm like taking off now. And I didn't realize he wasn't in his car already. So I thought I was talking to him from his car and that he was pulling out. And I just hear a bunch of rain. He stops speaking and then like metal. And I'm I'm like, Brian, and there's nothing. And it's just like another metal bang and then rain. And I'm like, Brian, Brian. I'm like screaming his name. I'm now bawling my eyes out. I think I heard him crash. And then he calls me back and he goes, sorry, connected you over to the Bluetooth. He had no idea because it was just, he lost, like it yeah, lost. because it was just like the, oh man, It connected so over, sad. but then it also dropped the call at the same time, which was horrible timing because he had to call me back from yeah. the Bluetooth. Ugh. Oh my oh, gosh. God, he's okay. I think that's the hard thing about you and I who spend so much time thinking about worst case scenarios and yeah. in a good way, like we are over preparing ourselves, but sometimes I think it, it causes us to panic when a lot not of necessary. anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like I'm a helicopter daughter over my own parents now <laughs> too. So, <laughs> but we're all alive well, and everyone survived their haunted, uh, farms and campsites and cabins cabins and summer camps yes so this was a great happy birthday to you thank you happy 30th we love you we're so honestly this podcast would not be the same without you you bring us so much joy you have the best laugh we're a duo the funniest most wittiest comments sometimes i'm like oh my god i wish i was that funny i I used to to. i've been brain dead for two years so (laughs) Oh my gosh, Not shut anymore. up. Ugh. You are incredible and a great friend and a great <sighs> business partner and a great soulmate. Thank you. I feel like this is, um, what's it called in therapy where they, where like if you're afraid of spiders, they they make a spider, you hold a spider or something. Is that a thing? Where it's like. Face I, your fears? Yeah, where they like do it to you basically i forget there's a name there's a name for it but i feel like this is happening to me now where i'm like suffering through compliments i'm like oh oh, oh." like i feel like i'm gonna gag but thank you (laughs) appreciate it (laughs) all righty oh the scariest part of this podcast was this for me (laughs) (laughs) send us your worst fear and we will force you to endure it email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com but actually send us your ghost stories um, if you've gone camping or live on a farm or truly any experience, please email it to us. Um, join us on Campfire Stories if you want to share your story live. We we have Campfire Stories every Tuesday on Patreon. You can be a Patreon donor in any tier and you can have access to Campfire Stories present and past, like all of the old ones you can go back and listen to and watch. Um, come join us on our tour. Please get tickets. 32 cities. We hope you can go to website, one of them. Website slash live shows. And the, the show dates are all listed there and you can get tickets on our website. We also have merch for the show. So you can shop that on our website. Uh, there's some exclusive colors. So the yellow and the blue and the white t-shirts are online only. The black t-shirt and the black sweatshirt will be available to purchase 
at the venues, but to ensure you get the size you want, or if you just want to wear it and rep it in the beginning of the show or out to dinner before the show, you can purchase it online to ensure you will most definitely get one. And then also Mm -hmm. at the venues, uh, we will be selling one of our collectible uh, patches that we've started creating for every live show yeah, that we do. We so that will only be available in person. And then for people who purchased the packages at some of the venues that said meet and greet plus ticket plus merch item, we got something for you. We have something. Us. Um, I'm pulling teeth for everyone. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, we, I was given a tooth what? yesterday. My first tooth and that was kind of gifted to me, but mostly gifted to Brian, but gifted to us together as a couple. Okay, tell me. Tell me. It, it is Brian's first tooth from his mom. But oh, I, I was like, oh my God, I'm giving, I'm receiving a tooth. And we just talked about this. Happy birthday to you, Corinne. Oh, I know. It, yeah. I'm living out my dream. Maybe, maybe whenever. <laughs> I'll send you his tooth. That will be my birthday present to you. <laughs> my maybe my manifestations work for you like if i manifest something and ask for something you get it oh it's like how i was trying to use my pendulum and ask it questions about my life and it was giving me just like the most spot on answers that have since come true and when i tried to ask it for you it could not have been more taught and straight it was like don't you was dare like, try to intrude nice on her life little girl little, little girl human soul yeah you think sabrina's I, life you think is you secret can, <laughs> it's gonna be a surprise for you and probably a surprise for her too <laughs> anyway <sighs> thank you all for joining us wish our spooky gal corinne our queen a happy birthday join her cult bow down <laughs> thanks uh and thank you to our team who helps us out we have christina who edits our video and our audio and our ad-free episodes that are available uh, for the only phantoms tier on patreon also thank you to loren who has been helping us out and doing a tremendous job with social media and also to avery who is helping us coordinate everything for the live shows so thank you to our new team who's doing everything that we can Woo! that they can to help us move forward and, and get to do a tour like this and hopefully do a lot of other mm-hmm. cool things in the future thank you thank so you so many cool things thank you and we will see you on the other side. You know what I'm realizing that right now? That tripped me up with you saying, I know. and we will. Well, we also <laughs> never did our intro. We didn't say, this is Two Girls, One Ghost, and introduce ourselves or oh. anything. Well, <laughs> hopefully you know where, hopefully we know what you're listening to. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>